Welcome to the Umbrella of No Judgment, a podcast brought to you by Open Mind. Warning, this podcast may include topics dealing with mental illness, including self-harm and suicide. If you are sensitive to these topics, this may not be the podcast for you. If you have thoughts or feelings of hurting yourself, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. If you are ever in a situation where you have hurt yourself or someone else, please call 911 immediately. Thank you when the umbrella is now open. Hello, you guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Umbrella of No Judgment podcast. It's Layla here. Hey, Ben. Hey, Miguel. And we have a special guest today, but our guest would like to remain anonymous. So before we get into your story, first, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, actually. It's been pretty okay. Well, I like my feet. No, not really. I don't appreciate them. They're really cold and uncomfortable. <laughs> oh. Welcome to the umbrella of no judgment. Well, I'm not gonna move them. Okay. So before we get into the kind of interviewing roundtable talk, we're gonna start with our win for the week. And what that basically is is we go around and tell what is something that has been a good thing this week. So today's Wednesday. What's our win for the week? We can start off with you. Um, one good thing is I've gotten to stay after school a lot and hang out with all of my theater family, and that's pretty fun. Um, I think our win for the third, well, my win for the week was yesterday when we rode in a sprinter van to our meeting, to and from our meeting yesterday for the Aspen Challenge. It was freaking amazing. It was fancy. I loved it. Honestly, my win for the week has been not going to band because, um, <laughs> hashtag... Watch Mr. Stewart say this. I mean, love band and all, but, you know, with my mental health recently and, like, yeah. how band just hasn't been helping that. My win for the week was keeping the affirmation boards kind of filled up. Yeah, we've been doing a really good job with that. Yeah. Every time I see one, there have been sticky notes, and I haven't, I know when I usually see them and they're not filled, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to strangle everybody on this team. But then, like, they're filled, so, like, I'm good, and I'm happy that they're filled, and everybody's doing good. Haven is, <laughs> she is about to explode. Um, I'm drinking coffee, by the way, guys. And you are, Woo! I can see it in your yeah. face. Might want to go to band today. <laughs> you can see like her fingers starting to shake a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I don't really drink coffee. Like caffeine, that, but, like, high the most. Wow. I don't really drink caffeine at all. You are getting it everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Just look on my shirt, guys. All right. So that's enough. We all done our winch for the week. So now we are going to get into you. We are going to talk about you. And yeah. So we have done a pre-interview, so we kind of know what you're going to talk about. Yeah. But um, let's just, you know, start from the beginning, and then we can kind of work from there. So, so kind of just... Yeah, just go. Oh, okay. Um, well, I guess at first, 
it kind of didn't start until middle school when I started getting really bad. <laughs> um, I started getting bullied really bad about like because I didn't really fit in. I didn't have like the perfect body or anything like that. I was pretty much the outcast. So like in all of my classes during lunch, I would always just like be on my own. I would always try to find a way to miss lunch because I it was embarrassing to kind of just sit there. Yeah. And in sixth grade, I really didn't do anything like self-harming wise. I was like really self-conscious and everything about like that. Um, I remember like one night I was like crying in my room. I was really upset. And one thing I did was just start like repeatedly punching my forehead because I didn't have the idea of like getting like a knife or anything like that yet but I really just wanted to feel the pain physically that I was going through mentally because I thought that that would balance things out in a way and then in seventh grade that's when it started getting really bad okay so I'm going to stop you there so you said that you didn't feel self-confident and you were having some uh, confidence issues so where did that stem from like were there, you said there were students picking one, yeah. like, what would they, how did that come about? Um, the first two weeks of school is just, like, when everyone's starting to form all their friend groups, because it's, like, no one really knew each other, so I would, like, go in and try to make some friends, but then people would just, like, give me these dirty yeah. looks and be like, no, you don't really fit in, you don't belong here, just go away, go hang out with, like, mm-hmm. the other nerds and stuff like that, so... Okay, and then another thing that I noticed that you said was that um, when you were, like, really down and there was, like, a mental pain, like, you wanted, like, the physical pain, um, I feel like for anyone who's viewing this, like, just so if they don't know, like, I know this may not be the case for everybody, but I definitely know it was the case with me when I did self harm. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when the mental pain is so much, you just want, like, something physical, so your mind takes away from the mental pain, and it goes straight to the physical pain, mm-hmm. because, especially with cutting, like, I know that that really, like, sometimes it hurts. Yeah. Um, actually, most of the time it hurts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's just, like, and it's, like, a psychological thing, like, the chemicals in your brain, they totally focus on, like, your, um your physical pain or like have you ever had like a migraine and they tell you to bite your pinkies and then pull them apart yeah it's because like your the chemicals in your brain tell you to focus on the new pain yeah and so I really feel like for the people who don't understand cutting watching this or don't understand why people do it I I just want to give like a brief yeah so it's like a distraction basically yeah yeah it's there's so much going on mentally you're just like there's like physically it's I mean like I mean, mentally, it's just temporary. Like, the pain... That's also with cutting, also. It's it's the temporary pain. It's not going to last forever. This is not going to be a... Or self-harm in general. I just won't say cutting. Mm Self-harm in general. It's not going to be a physical... It's not going to be forever. And some people... um, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But depending on how bad the mental pain is, they will want the physical pain to hurt more. Yeah. yeah. So that's why sometimes you see burn marks on people because they'll hold a lighter up to their arm or their leg because that's going to hurt more than like cutting yourself. Like when girls shave their legs and like when they're like in the moment, like, you know, y'all know how bad it will bleed. Like it'll really be. Bleeding. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's why people like really go in, like do it is because even though 
the mental pain is temporary in that moment. Even though it is temporary, you don't know when it's going to end, mm-hmm. and you want it to end in that moment. It's kind of like you're in your own prison. Like, it's just constant, like, like negative thoughts and constant yeah, just sadness and and I feel hurt. like something other people need to understand as well, like, somebody who hasn't went through, like, true, genuine mental-ish, like, mental, um, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, unstability. Like, yeah. Like, you get what I'm saying? Being um, mentally okay. I feel like they need to understand that there's not an on and off switch. Yeah, no, it's constant. It's all the time. You cannot get out of this. It's and all day, okay. every day. That's, yeah, that's what I was talking. I did a whole Instagram rant on our Instagram, Aspen underscore challenge underscore day challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Go follow us on Instagram. But I went on a whole rant about how, yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, I went on a whole rant about how mental illness, or it's not a, it's, a, it's an all year round thing. It's a 24 hour a day, seven days a week thing. You can't turn it on you can't turn it off you can't eat in certain things and then maybe it won't happen you can't wake up one morning and be like oh I'm here like that's not how it works and then I also feel like um it did the same thing yesterday yeah, what is that okay anyways okay but then um once you've been like depressed once and really upset once that you're so much more likely to get that again like, I, like, specifically for me, and I'm sure, like, both of y'all can relate to this, even though I'm happier now, mm-hmm. there's definitely days where I feel like I used to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that's definitely. And so, even though that I am better now, and it's a lot easier for me to talk about, it's just like, but that's not an all-the-time thing. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes there are still, and if I'm being completely honest, Sometimes there are days where I'm still like, like, do I want to be here today? But not even on thinking, like, I want to die or I just don't want. It's just like, do I, like, this is not, it's not what you feel. Like, you just don't feel up to it. You just don't have Mm -hmm. the energy to do this. And I know that happens a lot with me where I'm just like, I'm constantly 24 hours a day doing a million different things. And it's everywhere all the time you see me and I'm doing something all the time just doing something <laughs> yeah. I'm here we're planning for this I have to do this in this period like I'm always doing something all the time and some days I'm like I can't like I don't have the energy I don't have to I can't interact with people today and I don't have the energy to go around and smile and be happy and be normal Layla that's always here everywhere all the time constantly 24 hours a day but you but also because of the way that people view mental health there is not an option right now to be like, hey, I'm just not up for it today. Because people are just like, but like, it's like, you're fine. Like, you're fine. But you have to because people expect you to do things and don't really take your mental health into consideration. Because I know that's what happens a lot where I just I just need a break. I just need I cannot do this right now. But that's a lot of the time. That's just not how the world works. And I feel like another thing, though, is um, sometimes like, I know, or like I said previously before, like I know this is like for me, and I'm sure y'all can like also relate to this. Um, when you're upset and somebody asks you like how you're doing and they tell you that it's going to be better, um, does that ever bother you when somebody tells you that you're going to be okay? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like I've been told this my whole entire life, but when does that actually happen? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So how do you feel when... Like, because you've been through, and this is kind of an open question for everybody. <laughs> I won't just, but I, 
you know, we gotta. So how do you feel because you've dealt with these issues? And since I know, mm-hmm. since we've talked, you you finally reached out to adults mm-hmm. who help yeah. you do these things. And I'm sure every person that you, because where it's, uh, it travels fast in families and parents tell aunts and uncles, uncles tell cousins, yeah. and uh, then everybody knows what's going on. They're like, I didn't. <laughs> But it's fine. But how do you, I'm sure tons of people are just like, oh, hon, you'll be fine. Like, you'll be okay. How does that? That was actually, yeah. like, one of the biggest problems during that late phase. Um, I reached out. I didn't really reach out. Like, my mom found out because I was texting my cousin about it because she was really one of the only people that I felt would understand it because she has always been there for me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all my love goes out to her. Yeah. And, like, when my mom saw my phone and she saw, like, the messages and all the phone calls and everything like that, she got angry at me in a way. And she took my phone away. I was, like, grounded for four months. I stayed in the house. I didn't have, like, any technology or anything like that in the sorts. And then when I finally start talking to more of my family, I find out that it was on Facebook. It was, like... It was everywhere. Everybody had found out. And I was like, I didn't really want my mental health and my mental stability at that moment all over everyone. True. Because I think that's something that that also goes with kind of when you break your leg, your mom will post it on Facebook. (laughs) Yes. And then, but that's not really like, you're like, oh, yeah, that's just my mom. She just posts things on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But then people are just like, oh, yeah, we hope for a speedy recovery. Like, everything is fine. But it's my like yeah, but like pity in a yeah, way. Like, but like my daughter, we finally got my daughter her Ritalin uh, prescription because she's been fighting anxiety and ADHD, and people are like, oh my god, why would you ever do that? Like, why would you ever put your? But like mental health is the same as physical mm-hmm. health. Like it's just as important. You should and people should treat it as physical health because. I mean, just like if I break my leg, you expect me to get painkillers, right? Because I'm yeah. in a lot of pain. And your mental health, if you are suffering from severe anxiety and depression, you should be able to post it on Facebook. Not saying, I mean, still, I wouldn't want somebody, to, my mom to post it that I broke my leg. But, like, yeah. if it, you should still be able to post it on Facebook and people not feel like, oh, my God, what's going on in that house? Like, is everything okay? Like, yeah, it happens. Everybody goes through things. The way they were doing it is that... um they were sort of, like, all blaming themselves when it wasn't necessarily their fault. And they were trying to make everyone kind of feel sorry for them in a way. And it was just, they put their attention on them instead of me when I was actually the one suffering and going through Mm -hmm. it. And that's kind of what I didn't really appreciate because at that time they were like, you know, you can always talk to us and everything like that. That lasted a good week, maybe, and then everything was back to normal. They were like, no, you're okay, you're fine, nothing's wrong with you, you're just a basic teenager trying to act like you have something to show, and I'm just, it wasn't the case at all. Um, So, I had this really serious talk with my mom last night, right, and I was just like, so, when we moved here, you put me into therapy, and I was like, and after therapy... Before therapy, we'd always have talks. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And then she put me into therapy. And then she automatically, and I talked to her last night, and I told her how this made me feel. like feel. And I was like, after therapy, you automatically assume that you had to stop checking in on me. Because you yeah. thought that, yeah. that was the fix. And that's not how it always And I is. was like, and that's not the case. 
because then that makes me feel like I go unnoticed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? Some days I am okay and some days I'm not okay. And I feel like even though I know that's not your intentions, but sometimes you just need... You don't realize what you're doing. Especially yeah. as a mother. Because I, I know your mom. Not personally, but I've met your mom and I like know a, your mom. Yeah, yeah you know so like... Yeah. It's a, a mother that has that you're not the only kid that has things to do, and she's working, and she's like she's a full time mom, and she's got other kids, and her 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 life is hectic in general. Because I can do this with my mom, but some my mom is the same way. She's just she's always doing. Like, Especially because we both have autistic little brothers. Yeah, our brothers so are, have like, autism. They're always just running around and just so. But it's good to. Also, check on your kids because yeah. things, like, it's just not... I, and I feel like that tied in with you because, like, your mom just stopped asking, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, I feel like as... I feel like that's something parents do is that they'll, for a week, they're great, they'll care. And then, like, as soon as they think that you have, a like, a, another good. outlet and, like, you think they have, like, another outlet or um, as soon as they start to think that you're okay and you're good, then they just stop. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we fixed it. But That's mental health mental health isn't, it's not like, I'm not going to say it's not fixable. Yeah. Because it is. But it's not, um, it's not. Like, it ain't easy. It's not like breaking your leg. Like, in a way it is. But in a sense, like, a breaking leg, like, normally that always heals. Yes, you can fix it. But um, in a think way of there's... it as, like, surgery, though. Because a surgery, like, you still have a scar. Yeah. Like. Depending on a surgery. Okay, but normally <laughs> you still have a scar. Yeah. <laughs> and it always, de- and that surgery, what matters is, like, the aftermath of the surgery. Because you need to take care of that scar, too. Mm-hmm. Even though that the surgery already happened, you still need to take care of that scar. <laughs> you still need to take care of that scar. Um, and you need to take care of that wound after the surgery. So even though you got better and you got whatever taken out of you or whatever put in you, um, even though that may, like, that may fix the issue, there's still after care. Yeah. Like, you get what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, that, sorry guys. I just have to say that was such a great analogy. (laughs) That was awesome. Come on, clap for me real quick. Clap. Ah! Um. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rather than like self harming, did you find like other other ways to cope? Like you don't know other hobbies to distract you from your, you know. Your um. One of the major things that distracted me was self harming. Like in seventh grade, it became an everyday thing. I would like wait until it was night when everyone was asleep, and I would go downstairs and get whatever was close, and then do that, and then kind of just go back up to my room and focus on the pain that I had just done instead of like what was going through my head mentally, because I really needed that distraction at the time, and I didn't really feel like I could talk to my family. I didn't feel like I could talk to my friends because, you know, I had found out that most of them were kind of fake and didn't really, and they were talking about me behind my back at the same time. And it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. One of the other distractions I had that I used, but not as much as a self-harm, was probably trying to throw myself more into band and playing the clarinet and learning a new instrument and stuff like that. That's what I threw myself into, but 
most days it was hard to do that. It was hard to focus on that. It was easier just to go downstairs or go in my room and find something and just hurt myself. So, um, self-harm is, which is so horrible, because it's very common amongst yeah. students, or younger people and older people that struggle with the mental how did you get the courage to stop you? Because we, I know you on a personal level, and we talk, and you have stopped self-harming for, for yes. a while now. It's been about a year. It's been a year as of, actually, no, it's been two years as two of years. tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, clap it up <laughs> for that. Um, oh, but nobody wanted to clap for my analysis. I did. I did. I smith. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, that's great, but how did you finally, how were you just like, okay, this is it, I'm not doing this anymore, this is the last time, because how did you, because you, yes, you went to therapy, and but how did you, as Brooks would say, climb out of that hole of being like, I'm going to do better? Um. It took a lot of time, and it took a lot of nights just in my room by myself, like, looking at myself in the mirror and being like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to get better, because I needed to think of those people that were actually there for me, and that's when I met a few amazing group of friends. It was probably three or four of them, and they really helped me a lot. They helped me come out and not, like... Not like that. <laughs> I was like, whoa! No, like <laughs> oh, they helped me come out of the depression phase. Um, I support the LGBT community, but I'm not. I'm not a part of that. Um, just as I don't. Um, um, they helped me a lot with that. And whenever I felt the urge, I would always. I knew I could reach out to them, so I would call them and be like. I need you to distract me because this is, like, on my mind. I had a really crappy day. I need something to help me. And so they would always do something small. I talk about how their day and, like, them doing something stupid or something like that. And that would always, like, they always found these little ways to make me smile and laugh. And that's what I was really, like, I need to fix myself. I I really want to get better. I'm sorry. (laughs) And... Those group of friends helped me a lot, and I still talk to them every now and then, and they helped yeah, me. Which is great. I think friends friends don't get enough credit for people yeah. getting better. I know my friends <laughs> have, whether, and I'm not, just whether they were friends then and we aren't friends now, because I wholeheartedly believe that people come into your life for certain reasons, and when you mm-hmm. don't need them in your life anymore, they will make their way, they will find their way out of your life. Yeah. So just if I needed the people that I needed to be around at that moment, I was around when I was feeling super dark and just not okay. The people that I needed to be around, they were here. But then when I finally got out of that and was just like, I am better now. I can do it. I can, I can stand strong on my own. Then that's when, so I'm not going to knock their, cause they did help me become the person I am today, and I would I thank whoever for them and hope nothing but love and prosperity for yeah, them. Yeah, I... But... What? Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> um, like, 
sometimes friends can be more family than family yeah and that is so very true because i know for me um i i won't say his name because i don't know if he wants me to say his name but a guy (laughs) whoa he um he's like the only person that like always makes sure that i'm like okay Mm -hmm. and so even when my family isn't there he's like He's always. We're talking about Miguel. No, (laughs) (laughs) it's not even. It's not even like just him, but like the people. And I just got out of like a really not good friendship. Mm. And Mm. um, same here. Mm. Same here. Get rid of those toxic people. Get rid of them. I've been friends with this girl since I was like two, and we grew up together, and Mm. it was really hard. But I was just like. Who, she fake. She wasn't fake necessarily. Oh. Like she didn't do any of that. She toxic. It, it's just she, a toxic. It, it's just a toxic friendship. Yeah, it was like it was like it's just not good for you. Because sometimes I think, well, do I need them? Yeah. And if I don't need you in my life, or if I, or if I feel like go um, or if I feel like maybe you're making situations worse because I know. Even though I did, and I still have so much love for this girl. Yeah. Because, like, we grew up together, and our parents dated for a short period of time. And, and, <laughs> oh, and okay. It's just like, so we, and every bad thing that I've been through, she was standing there with me through it. Yeah. But as you get older, it's normal to just drift apart. To drift apart. from Like, that's what I'm saying. You needed her for a certain amount of time in and her life. Yeah, you needed her to be okay. To. Yeah. It's, like, so for a period of time, like, I needed her because she was, like, the only person that I really had. And it's, like, so if you don't believe in God, then maybe you believe in, like, the universe or something. But it's, like, something, whether it's God or whether it's the universe, they put that person in your Mm -hmm. life for a reason. Even if they were really toxic, then there's somebody put them in your life for a reason, Mm -hmm. and it will pay off in the future. And you might be 30 years old, and you might, like, think to yourself, and you're, like, I remember that one friend I had, and another person might walk up to you, and they might be the same exact way, and you're like, I'm not going to let you in my life, because I had that when I was Yeah, I had it. Like, everything's a a lesson, because um, you just, you realize that you might have needed them then, but you don't need them anymore, and keep those, and then if a person is absolutely incredible, then they might be somebody you need for your whole entire life. Yeah, but unless it is that way, and you think that like when you finally think that oh I don't need it like I'll be okay without them, and you realize that they're doing things that maybe you don't like because I know specifically with my friend like she turned into this whole different person like this whole different person and you know that's not yeah that's not bad which that's is okay. normal like find yourself and I did that but it's just like me and her became two total different people and. The type of person you became and the type of person she became is not the type of people that yeah. wanted to be, that needed to be friends with each other. Yeah, and everybody changes. Everybody has their own ways of coping with things. And I was just like, and I used to be like that person that when I lost a friend, I would try so hard to get them back. That was and yes. so me. Yes. And we haven't had the conversation um, about what's going on. 
but you know we haven't talked in a few weeks and like we're definitely just going our own ways and like she casually deleted all of our pictures off of her social media and so I casually did the same that's ah and like it really like it really really sucked like don't get me wrong like it definitely was like a little heartfelt because especially because we've had pictures from when we were like kid kids yeah but um it was just kind of like losing a best friend is so it's, 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 it sucks. sucks. It's really hard. But it's and really were, hard. Were you both ready to let go of each other? We definitely were because now new people coming into my uh-huh. life and it's just like so, more people are being placed in my life every day to where I think that I'll be okay with them. Yeah, I'll be okay. It's just going to take a little while. Still, I went through a very major and I hate noses because it was traumatic. Not traumatic, but because I'm yeah. dramatic. <laughs> but it was a, like, I went through a very, very tough, um best friend breakup over the summer and it was so sucky and it was and it's still something that I'm still kind of like dealing with like it's okay I can do this without them like I don't have to I don't I I can do it without them no matter how sucky it is and how many snapchat's the worst it really <laughs> because is. it shows you the memories of what you were doing two it years is. ago and a year ago and you're like, like wow I didn't like, need to see that yeah I didn't need that I, was I didn't fine. need to see this but I'm still trying I'm still telling my I still every day I'm like I can do it without this person and when events come around and things that we used to do together like the summertime I know that's gonna be really weird because the summer was ours for the last two years and now it's not so um but it's also I grew to be somebody that I definitely wasn't a year ago let alone two years ago when we started being friends she's not she's not the same person that we were that she was two years ago let alone now and just the two type of people that we are don't mix so that is that and like i said i wish nothing but, but the best love way. yeah the love and prosperity like, there's no hate and the best there's, there's no hate. Like, that's the thing though because even though that y'all um I feel like that's a really important thing, though. Where are we? Just this way. Completely left. But it's fine. It's fine yeah. because we're, this is still a good pause. Okay, so um, <laughs> back to what we were talking about. Sorry, we just had like a whole different thing. But I feel like when you lose a friend, um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like there's always like a place in your heart for them. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a place in your heart for them, and you're never going to forget them. Like, no yeah. matter what the situation may be, you don't forget somebody like that. And it's especially because, like, whether it was, like, bad memories or good memories, there's always one person who gave you one good memory. Oh, yeah. yeah. And no matter what, they could have been the worst person in the whole entire world, but they still gave you a good memory. They give you a memory that you will never forget, and you will tell your kids about, and your, t- your kids will be like, that's what your grandma did. Like, I know with me and my friend, um, her dad owns, like, this huge farm, and um, she's the reason I broke my arm in the third grade. And even though we aren't friends anymore, um, I'll still tell my kids about how she lied to me <laughs> about there being a spider, so I jumped off the tree. And I broke my arm in three arm? places. She I jumped off the tree. Were you not listening? Yeah, I mean, how do you break your arm? I, I would expect you to break it like an ankle or foot. No, because I land. I 
I jumped wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, just, I jumped like <laughs> knowing Haven. Haven, I broke my collarbone running up the stairs. What? Oh, no, yeah, my, the way I, I went. My wrist, my elbow, in my um, a bone in my shoulder. And um, so even though that was like, it wasn't like a great memory, but it's like thinking about it now, it's like actually hilarious because like, how do you break your arm jumping off of a tree? Like most people like jump with their feet first, but like, (laughs) she just like throws herself off the tree. Oh, okay. I I went like I was going to go like head diving and (laughs) into a pile of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And see, the thing is, is it wasn't even on her dad's property. It was on their neighbor's property because we went really far back. And so, um. Yeah, and then we got in a lot of trouble for it because even though I broke my arm, we shouldn't have been on their property. So then they put like a fence up the next day. And, <laughs> it was rough. It was, it was, and then I lied to my mom because um, I told her that I was uh, jumping on the trampoline and my arm got stuck in like the springs. But I swear, kids make the weirdest. Like that doesn't <laughs> make any sense. What are but, you like, talking see, about? The thing is, is, like my mom knew that I was lying, and she just like okay. But she was just like, oh, I give up. Yeah, <laughs> she I'm, was just I'm done. Like, she was just like, I know that's not the real story, but I mean, like, oh wait, wow, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> that was like me in what? preschool. Um, I got like a red sticker that day because they had the color charts, mm-hmm. and like I got a red sticker, and I got home, and my mom was like, "What did you do?" And I was like, "I didn't do anything. They just uh, they ran out of green stickers." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we used to do that. Like, do y'all remember agendas that y'all used? Yeah. To oh my god, my mom's signature. And your parents I mean, had to sign the agenda, yeah. and then like you know how you would have a color every day that your like elementary school teacher would write. Yeah. So one time. I, it's kind of like really related to your story. Um, I got like orange because orange was right before. Yes. Me, and it was like an orange like um, scribble or whatever. And my mom goes, what do you do? And I was like, well, mom, you see the green marker ran out. <laughs> she was like, she was like, so you're telling me that an elementary school teacher didn't have another green marker anywhere in her class? And she goes, and my mom was like, Haven, are you telling me the truth? And I'm like, Mom, why would I lie to you about that? And why I feel like that's my excuse you? to everything. Like, every why would I, I lie about every that? Every time that I lie to my mom, she's like, Haven, did you take that my mascara? Mom, why would I take your mascara when I have a thousand mascara? And that's very true, though. I have a thousand mascara. It's just sometimes hers is better. But it's just like I'm still gonna go through your stuff and take what yeah. I want because you know I'm your kid. Like, who, yeah, what kind of kid would I be if I didn't? See, I love that you guys are like, oh, I'm gonna go in my mom's room and take my stuff. Mom, I know you're listening to this. She will come in my room and be like, Hey, where's your white shirt? And I'm like, oh, it's dirty. Why'd you wear it? Cause it's mine. Oh, you my, don't get to wear this. It's listen, literally my shirt. Like, why are you upset that my, I wore my no, shirt? Listen, my sister is the same exact way. Um. Me and my sister are the same size, even though she's about to be 30, but she is the same size as me. And she'll be like, she'll be like, do you have those jeans? And I'll be like, what jeans are you talking about? And she'll be like, you know, the ones with the rips. And I'm like, all of my jeans are ripped, Brittany. And she's like, well, you know, the ones with the rips that I wear all the time. And I'm like, oh, I know what you're talking about. I have no idea what I'm talking, like what she's talking about. So then she goes in my closet and she pulls out like the jeans that I'm talking about. She's like, these are dirty, aren't they? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, why'd you wear them? And I'm like, I was like, what do you mean? And so she used to always yell at me because I'd be wearing her clothes. And then, like, but she has so much of my clothes in her apartment now. And it's ridiculous. I'll go in her apartment. Or she'll, like, she washes her clothes at our house because, like, her apartment doesn't, like, and, you know. Yeah. 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 And she'll tell me to, like, put her clothes in the dryer. 
And well, where are we going with this? I don't know. But I don't it's know. depression. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll be pulling like her clothes out of like her clothes out of the washer, and I'll be like, "Well, this is mine. This is mine. This is mine. This is." Mine. And then she has like a pair of boy shorts, and it's like that's all she brought. That was hers. And I'm like, and like I know, and I'll be like looking at my mom, and I'll be like, or like for Thanksgiving, she was wearing my boots to Thanksgiving. And I was wearing, I was actually wearing her shoes, and she goes, "Those are mine." And I looked at her shoes, and I was like, "And those are mine." <laughs> Me and, and my sister like, all the time. She was like, "But it doesn't, it doesn't count." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And yeah. she's like, "Because I'm older than you." And I'm like, I, yeah, my what? mom is just, she just takes all of my clothes, and she'll have my shoes on. I'm like, what are you? Why? Because I bought them. Because I bought them, and it, it doesn't even money. matter. Because even if I buy them, she'll say she bought them. Like, no, I, I. No, bought it's them. hilarious because I've been there with like, Layla, <laughs> and her mom would be like, "So where are your um one shoes?" And I'm like, <laughs> and Layla will be like, "I don't know, probably upstairs in my closet somewhere." And her mom will be like, "Well, I'm gonna go get them." And Layla will look at me, and she's like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> and then, and then she can't buy no, them. It's it's your Uggs, and she's all the like, time. Oh my like, god, where's your Uggs? And Layla's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, well, you need to go find him so I can oh, wear them. No. And then she'll literally have them. Did y'all just get a grade for something in English? This thing. Let me end it now. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll be back. Especially like. If you- okay. Oh, whoa. But anyways. Before we got off topic and we squirreled. Um, how has. How is toxic English? Uh, how has toxic friends or people in your life in general affected your life? Because it had, yeah. How did it affect your life? Um, they've had negative and positive effects in a way. Because like in the negative ways, it's like I get really like attached and I care about people a lot when I start getting close with them, and like I will worry about them because like. That's the type of personality I have. And when I find out that they haven't been doing, like, the same to me and they've either been, like, talking badly about me or, like, they're just not really there for me. They just want someone to sit with so they're not alone. It does hurt a lot, but then I know that I have close friends that will also help me. And because of them and my sister, she's played one of the biggest roles, whether she knows it or not. I never tell her because, you know, we're sisters. That's that's yeah. not how it is. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. Right. And so she's helped me a lot. And some positive effects is I know when like I can see it in some people and I can be like, go away from me. I don't need that in my life. I want you gone. I need to focus on me and making myself happy mm-hmm. and trying to care for the people around me and myself at the same time. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> so, which is great because I think that's one big thing that people need to remember that you have to focus on yourself. You have to focus on yourself. And I mean, and I, it sounds crazy with me saying that because it's literally not me. Mm-hmm. I could... My luck could be blown off. I'd right? be like, oh my god, is everybody else okay? And you're like, you're bleeding, you're dying. I'm like, no, but I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> but like, literally. Right. So, um, yeah. Which, Haven's gotten a lot better at that. She's definitely a step back and, you know, kind of been like, I can't handle this right now. I need a break. And 
it's good to be able to which, notice when you need the break. Yeah, which is um, good. I think where I like really started noticing that was when um, it got to the point where I was I was only worried about other people, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of been me my whole entire life. Like with everything that I've ever been through, I've been like, "But are you okay?" And it kind of like I just kind of started realizing that at the end of the day, like I can't be the hero for everybody if I'm not the hero to myself first and like I can't and you know I definitely still don't love myself as much as like a normal person should but um it's just like I don't know like where to draw the line um when it comes to like giving everybody else my attention but like not giving myself any attention and I definitely feel like you just kind of have to suck it up eventually and just, like, kind of care for yourself, too, because at the... Every time. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, there's, like, a really popular saying. It's, like, you can't love anybody else without loving yourself. Which I think is complete BS. Oh, I definitely do, too. (laughs) Um, That's definitely not the case because there's definitely been times where I've absolutely hated myself, but I still show the utmost love for other people. Yeah. Um, so how do you think, how do you think that saying like works with you? Um, I understand where they're coming from, but in my opinion, I don't believe it. Cause like, even when I was still going through that phase and like, even when I still have my bad days, I'm still able to love and care for other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I know inside that I'm struggling and I'm hurting, but I'm like, I don't want them to feel any hatred or anything like that if I try to be cold or anything like that. Um, so I still show people love every day. Like, you could be the fakest person towards me, and, like, I either won't say anything to you at all or I will still show love to you because I know what it feels like to be drawn down by everybody around you and I don't think that anyone deserves that I think it's also like a really big thing that um I feel like people who you know there's like two opposite people people like two opposite kinds of people with um that hate themselves either you hate yourself and that causes you to bully other people Mm -hmm. or you hate yourself and that causes you to love other people more because Mm -hmm. you don't want them to feel that way Mm -hmm. and I definitely was the second option because with me it's just like I know um, doing this, like, Aspen Challenge, that, like, I was talking to Misty and Miss Howard the other day, and I was like, that brought me so much happiness. So much stress. But so much So happiness. much stress. Because <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, you know, it was just so important to me because I was like, maybe, like, this can actually be something, and this can make people feel better. And I was like, and that's all I want to do at the end of the day, regardless of how I feel, making other people feel better. Like, that's all worth it to me. And I was telling my mom that, and I was just like, this year has been so sucky. Just, like, at the beginning of the year, I was going through a bunch of health things, and then my brother was going through health things, and it just, the, the beginning of the year started off sucky. I had went through, like I said, that big best friend breakup over the summer. I went into my sophomore year thinking that I, I only had one friend. Like, I hadn't gotten close to all of my band friends. Like, it was just, I literally had one person, she didn't go to school with us. I felt like, why? Like, I was sick, and my brother was sick, and I was like, this is sucky. Like, it already started off sucky. And then it just never got better. But this 
whole thing has completely been the highlight of, I feel like, my life. Because, I mean, all I've been around is, I, I'm, people, everybody knows this, but my mom is, like, my best friend. We talk about everything. We're super close. There's nothing that I don't talk about with my mom from the things she probably, no one would ever talk to their mom about. <laughs> I talk to my mom about. But she's been the type of person that since as long as I can remember, she could have nothing but still give her sh- the shirt off of her back to help the people that she loves. And she's always worried about other people before she's worried about herself. But she's also seen that as a negative trait in herself that she just feels like sometimes she could say no, but she just doesn't. And I think absentmindedly, I've also picked that trait up because I look up to my mom so much and I see her doing these things, these outrageous things for people when knowing that she also needs help too, but she won't ask and she won't, it doesn't matter what's wrong with her, how are you feeling? And I'm the yeah. same way, but that also causes both of us to bump heads because she is just like, it's very far, few and far between. But if we do, it's just like she is like, you need to, like with the Aspen challenge, my grades were slipping. And she's like, you need to focus on your grades. Like, this is what she means. Like, your grades are most important. I was like, I, yes, I understand that. But this is something that I love to do. And I love this. I'm helping people and I'm doing something for a change. And she's like, yeah, I get that. But your grades. And I'm like, I don't care about my grades. This is what I like. And she's just like, no. And, but, and it's just like, that's just because she... She says she doesn't see it, but I know that she does. But I, she, I am a lot like her, and that's what it's it just right that she not necessarily doesn't like about herself. I don't know where I'm getting with that. That was just like, <laughs> anyways. So, uh, so how are you feeling now? How are you right now today? Today, um, today has been pretty good. I've been hanging out with most of my friends. I've spent two periods with you guys now, which is... Technically three. Well, okay, three periods with you guys now, and it's been hilarious, because you guys are a bunch of goofballs and absolutely insane, but... (laughs) I love you both, and... Uh, okay. Please don't. <laughs> now, if that's what it takes, you love Haven more than me. That's disgusting. You're a horrible person. Anyways. So, I mean, that's what he's saying. <laughs> and this week started off kind of bad because I had a few anxiety attacks and stuff like that. But again, with my sister, I was able to get through them and kind of breathe and calm down. So, I'm doing good now. You're such a good person. I love you. Like, <laughs> I love just you looking too. at you from just like, I don't know, I feel, I, I'm the mom friend. So, I always <laughs> feel like I'm just everybody's mom. But I just look at you guys, especially you since you're younger than us. But just seeing you from you being an eighth grader coming to play with us in the stands and like now to you like almost being a sophomore and like, just being this, like, great, this powerful person. I just, I love it. I love seeing you grow into. Thank you. Not That's your so sister. <laughs> My sister is a train wreck of stress right now, yeah. but she is doing amazing things with college. Yeah, She's got that. accepted into Moorhead. Can't wait to support her in that. I, I doubt she even listens to this. Oh. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm glad to see my 
being like, oh, well, my sister goes here and she's better than me, so I'm just going to do everything that she did. Like, I'm glad that you're being your own person. And you're taking the most, I feel like all of my little freshman children are taking such a more positive outlook on your freshman year of high school. I came to J-Town and was like, I hate everything about this. I don't want to do it. I'm going to punch everybody when I get to school because I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And then I like went home and cried every day to my mom and she was just like, I don't understand why you hate it so much. And I was like, I don't know either. I just hate it. But now I spend way too much time here. All the time. Why do I spend as much time as I do here? I don't know. I came into my freshman year thinking that I was going to be, like, Brianna's little sister all through it. And I'm like, I did not want to be that. Like, I love and support my sister fully, but, like, I've always wanted to be my own person and do my own thing. And so... Wait, 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 wait. you said Brianna's So, what we're going to do... <laughs> it's fine. You're fine. You're fine. She's just going to cut that part out. So, starting there, just saying, <laughs> I don't want... I didn't want to... I didn't want to have the name of my older sister and just be called, oh, yeah, you're her little sister. I've always wanted to be my own person and do my own things. And so I took my freshman year as the chance to be able to explore new things. I'm exploring how I do with theater. I'm exploring more in band, picking up new instruments and just working on my grades and everything like that, trying to find out what I really want to do. I definitely understand that. When I started off in middle school, my older brother, he played football and he was like, he's definitely changed like to who he was then and who he is now. Cause like now he's like definitely <laughs> grown. Yeah. Grown, grown, grown. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I started off in middle school, all my teachers had my older brother, um, every single one of them, there was not one teacher I had that did not have him. And he was like this big football star. He was so good at it. Um, he was like a straight A student. Um, he was in almost every club there was. He played soccer too. He did like, he was like your average, like the kid you see on movies, like that was him. <laughs> and everybody, like almost all my teachers had known his past and they were like, they just found the utmost amazement at the person that he was because of like his past. And then I came in and it was just like, they were so disappointed <laughs> with who I was. And then they were like, they're like, oh, you're you're Haven Weathers, so Weathers, Camden Weathers, they all kind of look alike too, and then they kind of put two and two together, and they're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, God, sorry, I'm like, and you know, because I like in middle school it was like my worst time like ever, and um, especially when I like because this was when I lived in Shelby County, and I only went there for sixth grade, but um. I was just like, oh my gosh. Because everybody would be like, why do you look sad all the time? Like, your older brother was, like, literally the happiest. I hate person. that. Why and do I'm you look like, sad? Because I am. I'm sad. Let me be sad. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hate that. That was literally me. Life is. It's something. Life is something. All right. So, is that everything that we wanted to talk about, Lee? Miguel's not here. Well. Yeah. All right. So then, before we end off this episode, we're going to uh, do our segment. Actually, yeah, we're gonna do our segment. What pees us off? So um, what pisses us off? Yeah, what pisses us off? So this. So what pisses you off? I hate when people just like 
most people in general, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> anyway, I hate when people will just, like, do little annoying things and talk so much and so loud all the time, and then, like, they'll do little stuff just okay, to annoy you, gassy. like, they, <laughs> they know it annoys you, but they continue to do it, and then people who are smaller and younger and, like, I'm sorry, but, like, dumber than you are, try to take control and tell you what to do. Like, I am older, stronger, taller, and smarter than you are. Leave me alone. I don't think that necessarily age has anything to do with it because as everybody, especially my team, has learned in these last eight weeks, yes, I may be a sophomore, and the sophomores are the youngest on the team, but I have control issues, and they just kind of let me do what I do. I have such control issues. Like, I always want to tell people what to do, when to do yes. it, how to do it, and, like, and, I like, exactly. Just let me do it. Just let me do it because I promise we will succeed. And look where we're at now. We're going to Aspen this summer. Disgusting. Um, okay. Disgusting. What pisses you off, Haven? What pisses me off? You know how when you're trying to talk to somebody about something and you sit there and you tell them something? Like, for example, I have no idea who you are anymore. And then they hit you back with the same exact <laughs> thing. And they're like, I don't know who you are anymore. And it's like... <laughs> well, then hi, nice to meet you. Right, like, my name's Haven. Um, <laughs> and the know you thing is so annoying. Like, you can say to someone, oh, yeah, you're absolutely gorgeous. And they'll be like, no, you. And I'm just like, let me take, take the compliment. Take the compliment. Take the damn compliment. Even though I'm such a hypocrite, I don't know, take compliments whatsoever. But, you know, unless, you know, unless I know, because, you know, some days, you know, the days that you, like, feel like you look really good that day. Yes. And it's like somebody will be like, you look good today. And I'm like, shit, I know. <laughs> like, I know you can't tell me, but thank you. Do a child. All right. So, what pisses me off? What pisses me off is when you are a par- just a genuine person, and you obviously have your passions about things, and you are super passionate about a lot of things, and you get the talking to the people around you that may not be as passionate about these things. You talk about your passion. To and these they people, don't. and they mm-hmm. act like you are like weird, or yes. you're like, and they don't take it seriously, and they're like, I'm not listening to anything that you're saying. Like, okay, I understand that you, especially if we're supposed to be friends, like, I understand that you might not take interest in this, but like, I do. So at least act like you're listening. Right? Like, I, me and my mom had to talk about this, and she just had to be like, well, you know, that you're a lot mature more mature than the people that you hang out around but like i like politics like so oh like, my goodness same. i like politics like i want to talk about politics like you i want to talk about elizabeth warren and i want no, to talk no, about no, no. it's i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but like i just had to like i know that you've seen i'm not layla but i know that you've seen my rants on um on my spam oh account my God. about politics yes. yes and it'll go on for like like hours, hours like hours I'll read hours. it all because I'm like wow okay yes, like I want you to know who Ruth Bader Ginsburg is and I want you to know who Elizabeth Warren is and Kamala yeah. Harris and exactly and everybody and I want you to know so that you we can talk about this and I can rant because literally these things affect us like we are not we're gonna be adults very soon and like people that I'm around or like the Holocaust I'm like super yes you are like a Leslie <laughs> Note. Yes, that's literally my contract picture on Miss D's phone. Is Leslie Note. It's- <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, 
But like it's it's like one of my like I'm so passionate about and like the Holocaust and I know and I can talk about the Holocaust and World War II for hours and hours and hours. hours and people just don't get it and they think that I'm weird for it and they make fun of me and like no we're supposed to be friends so at least freaking turn me down when we're on Facetime so you don't have to hear what I'm saying but just no, let, let, no, let me not, talk. It's not even that like everybody knows that like I am so stubborn and changing my mind on something is like impossible. Yeah. And I definitely know you know that, Layla. Changing my mind on something is, like, impo- me and Le- me and Layla, like, when it comes to our political views, like, we, we think, agree with most yeah, of them. Yeah, the same. Usually. Um, I don't think there's, yeah. Yeah, I think we agree with most of them. Yeah. And it's just, like, I get very, I'm a very passionate person with what I believe in. And it's just, like, I can, if I am feeling some kind of way about something that's happening in the world today, I can go on for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And it's just, like... I hate when, even though I am very passionate and changing my mind and I'm so stubborn, I still listen to other people's opinions. Yeah. Like, I still want to hear your side of, like, your side of the point, and I still want to hear what you have to say. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I just wish that I could get that in return. Like, if I'm trying to talk to you about the way that I feel, like, yes, I know that I may raise my, raise my voice, and I know that I may get, like, really aggressive with it. But that's the person that I am. And that's when you have to go, hey, Vin, hey, Vin, hey, Vin. Hey, it's not that serious. Calm down, calm down. It's okay. No, because like, I agree with you. I agree. Like, I feel the same way. Yeah, there's just certain things that I'm just like so passionate about. And it's just like really hard finding somebody who's like passionate about the same things as you. And that's why. And it's not even that they have to be passionate about the same things as me. It's just like, at least listen. Like, okay, with my boyfriend. Me and him are, like, opposite. Polar opposites. We're two. A literal nuclear bomb could hit our school, and he'd be like, oh, okay. Like, no, like, you don't have a school anymore. He's like, it's fine. Like, no, like, this is serious. Like, me and him are, like, okay, he doesn't care about anything. Absolutely. But, like, see, the thing is, is why we work so great together is because he will just sit there and listen to me for hours and hours about anything that I have to say. And um, it's just, like, that's incredible. Even though he does not give a rip. He mm. could not care Couldn't less, but he's like, okay, she's interested. I'm still going to listen. And like with Aspen challenge, he, yeah, he was just like, what y'all are doing is great. Like I support it. Like you <laughs> ball out, hun, but I'm just, and I would be going on. And I'd be like, so you want to know what happened today? And he's like, of course. <laughs> and it's like, no, you don't, but I'm going to tell you anyways. <laughs> and another thing, bonus one of what pisses me off is when people try to make you feel bad about wanting to learn I because I am one of the people and I will say this for forever and ever I want to know everything about everything everything that has ever happened I want to know it I want to know what happened I want to know everything about everything I'm going to do research and I'm going to know random fun facts on everything I'm going to want to talk about conspiracy theories and what do you think on this topic what do you think on this this is what I think so I I literally do research and I just I can research for hours on different people and (coughs) oh my god almost died I've been like on different people and different events and what happened in time. Like I'm a big history person. I just want to know everything. I love to read books. I just got this really cool book. It was it's called Yes She Can. Everybody go read it. It's amazing. It was at it was at Barnes and Nobles on sale for sixteen dollars. Absolutely one of the. It's so cool. And I just, like, I just want to know things, and I hate when my friends are like, "That's lame." Like, why do you like? Why are you like? If you go in my recommend my safari search, it's like. Oh, there's Lauren interviews, Kamala Harris interviews, 
Like, I really want to see On the Basis of Sex by freaking the Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie. Yeah. That I have not seen it yet. And I want to watch it before Miss D because she's going to spoil it for me if she watches it. <sighs> With that being said. I also hate when, like, people make you feel bad for, like, feeling bad. Yes. Like, they'll, like, you can talk to them and be like, hey, I'm kind of having a bad day. I had a really bad, well, I don't care. My day was worse. And, and like, those no, are don't friends. do that. Like, drop those people. Those are Please, friends. drop them. So, yeah. That's what this is a song. As you can tell, we are very angry individuals. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things make us mad. With that being said, Thank you for listening to the Umbrella of No Judgment podcast. This is Layla and Haven and our special guest signing out. Uh, Any last thoughts for anybody on the podcast? Um, Stay positive. Remember, you are loved and you are important and you all are amazing. Haven? Thank y'all for listening. Of course. Um, (laughs) You know, it's crazy because I know there's not very many of y'all listening right now, but the ones who are in that come back every episode. Um, it means more to us than y'all think. Yeah, a It lot really more. does. And we do appreciate y'all. And that's all I have to say. I mean, just stay happy. Smile. And even on your worst days, just try to throw a smile in there once. Yeah. Because um, I promise you there's one person that does notice. Even if you feel like absolutely no one's noticing, there's one person that is looking at you. And they just, your smile makes someone's day. Yeah. It definitely does, whether that be a family member or just a, a kid who sits across this like across the lunch like room like cafeteria. Like lunch, like a room like cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's just a kid who sits across the cafeteria, your smile might make his day. So just try to smile once, if if that's all your energy allows. And yeah, shout out to all of the Aspen Challenge. Um, participants, if any of you all are watching, we know a lot of y'all said that you guys were going to listen, so shout out to all of you all for all your hard work that you had been through the last eight weeks, shout out to Central, and, Jesus, (laughs) shout out to Central and Manuel, we're so excited to get close to you guys for these upcoming weeks leading to Aspen, we are so excited. I mean, like, I don't want to brag or anything, but J-Town, we get our own buzz, I know y'all have to share Oh my god, anyways, that makes us sound like horrible people. Shout out to those two schools. We're so excited to get closer to you all and work with you guys in the future. Yeah, we can, like, go on hikes and everything. Like, oh, hey, fine. So, on this podcast, at the end, we close out with We Love You, America. Okay, so, uh, you're beautiful and you're enough and we love you. And one, two, three. We love you, America. Thank you.